0: You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Friday to you. Well... Matt Milano is back. The Buffalo Bills re-signed linebacker Matt Milano to a four-year, $44 million deal. Outside of all the reports that signaled Milano was going to hit the market, despite Brandon Bean sending us some messaging in his end-of-year press conference about Milano having earned the right to see what his market bears and saying that. He has to focus on being able to be healthy for all 16 games, and pretty much everyone's saying Milano's not likely to be back. Here we are. Milano is back on a deal much lower than I anticipated him getting. Four years, $44 million, and I thought he was going to land in the 13 to $15 million a season range, but he takes what I think is a bit of a discount to stay in Buffalo. Some of the analysis that has come out afterwards from people close to the situation have indicated that Milano uh, wanted to stay in Buffalo and uh, certainly came to terms on a deal that makes it work for both parties. According to Sal Capaccio, the deal includes a $7 million signing bonus. His base salary for 2021 is $5.3 million. His base salary for 2022 is 7.5, 2023 is 9.25, and 2024 is 9.55. So it is a backloaded deal, which is really smart given the expectation that the salary cap comes around and uh, goes back up where it's supposed to be. And you kind of uh, line up those bigger cap hits with that expectation of the cap going up again. So I really like the structure. Of this deal. And so it winds up being around uh, in the higher sevens in terms of what it's going to cost him this year against the cap, or cost the Bills this year against the cap, which I think is a very digestible number given the importance of having that linebacker to play alongside Tremaine Edmonds. And as we all know, the Bills' defense is better when that Milano's on the field. And so. Um, given the terms of this deal and the way it's structured, I am really happy that Milano is back. And I'll be honest with you, it's a, it's a pivot, right? Because we've kind of been operating under the understanding that he's not going to be back. And so, you know, we're definitely reshaping our, our, our thoughts here about, uh, the team, the needs and those types of things. You know, I, I kind of been saying one of my goals with the bills in free agency was to, not enter the draft with an absolute gotta-have starter at a position, right? And I think when you looked at this before the Milano deal, you said, well, the Bills have to find a starting linebacker, a right tackle, a right guard, and a second cornerback. Well, cross one of those things off the list, and it looks like the Bills are going to have anywhere between $12 to $15 million in cap space available after this Milano deal, which gives them a little bit of space uh, to make some additional moves, obviously Lee Smith could be released and that would save a little over two million. Tyler Medekovich he could be released for around three million in savings. Mario Addison a little over six million. There's obviously restructure opportunities, so the Bills are looking to be in pretty decent shape right now as things stand. But obviously, you know, still some more needs to fill, but. I mean, I'm thrilled that Milano's back, especially under this deal, and um, I think you kind of read the overall response to this, and it's not so much just, you know, Bill's uh, beat writers and Bill's fans on Twitter, but, you know, national guys kind of coming in and saying, wow, I, I think this is a a real steal for the Bills to be able to retain uh, Milano for this contract, and you love the idea of draft and develop. It's It's a great way to build a football team, and that 2017 draft class has proven to be a franchise-changing draft class. They got, you know, in that hall, Tredavious White, who's been extended to a four-year, $69 million deal. Deion Dawkins, your left tackle, 4 years, $60 million. And then now Matt Milano, four-years, $44 million. Oh, by the way, you acquired the additional first-round pick needed to go get Josh Allen. So 2017 was a franchise changing offseason. It was a franchise changing draft. And so uh, this extension really just continues to solidify that belief that we've seen employed by this organization draft and develop. And you love to see Milano stick around on what I think is a very um, reasonable deal for him. Now, here's the reality, folks. I recorded the Friday podcast before this deal was announced. So I was done, the hay was in the barn, it was ready to go, dropping at midnight for you, but I had to come back in and add this analysis to the equation because there's no way Matt Milano was going to sign an extension on Thursday afternoon and for me to not talk about it in the Friday podcast. So this will conclude our Matt Milano segment of the podcast And what you're going to hear now is me introducing uh, the Friday podcast as scheduled. So it's going to sound like a new podcast, but I had to go back in and add the Milano analysis to make sure that was covered on the Friday pod. So here we go. It's time for the originally scheduled Friday podcast. And it's kind of fun because some of you guys mentioned Matt Milano in your Doom podcast and dream scenarios. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On, Bills. Happy Friday to you. We're going to have some fun today here on the podcast as we close out the week, the week before free agency begins, and next week's going to be crazy. There's going to be moves left and right. There's going to be a ton of stuff to talk about. But today, as we tie a ribbon on previewing free agency. I am going to dig into your dream and doom scenarios regarding what could happen next week for the Buffalo bills on Twitter at locked bills. I put out a question asking for your dream and doom scenarios. You guys filled it up and now we got a lot to talk about here today on the podcast at the end. I will give you my doom scenarios. And uh, that should be fun. And on Monday, I'm going to do a mock offseason. So I will go through and I will give you the exact blueprint that I would follow if I were calling the shots for the Buffalo Bills. So I'll give you all my free agent moves that I would do. i give you a draft and I'll give you a roster projection, of course, keeping things within the salary cap and uh, you know making it as realistic as I possibly can. I'll use a third party for contract. Uh, estimation so that everything like logically will happen, and we'll see what I'm able to produce over the weekend. But today is about your dream and doom scenarios. Let's start with John. John said, my dream is to re-sign Daryl Williams, and he takes a team-friendly deal. I let John Feliciano walk, let Matt Milano walk, and sign Jason Verrett, and sign a tier two edge. All right, so I like the idea of having Williams back. Feliciano walks and Milano walks. We kind of expect that. And then Jason Verrett, cornerback. You want to bring him in? The dude is super talented. First-round pick of the Chargers. Was injured for like several years in a row, but he was finally healthy last year for the 49ers, and he was outstanding. I'd love to have him as CB2. I'd also be holding my breath that uh, he could stay healthy and then a a Tier 2 edge. Sounds good to me. John's doom scenario is to re-sign Feliciano, re-sign Milano, let Williams walk, leave Levi Wallace, Dane Jackson, and a draft pick as your only options at CB2. So sounds like John's done with Feliciano and Milano and has great concern about CB2, which I do as well. So it sounds like you're the centerpiece for your dream and doom is making sure that right tackle in CB2 is taken care of. Andy has a very simple plan. His dream scenario is re-sign Daryl Williams and draft Jackson Carmen, the Clemson offensive tackle, and play him at guard to go with Cody Ford. So that would solidify the offensive line. You'd had Dawkins, Ford, Morse, Jackson Carmen, and Daryl Williams, and Carmen's a left tackle at Clemson. I think he's a better fit inside at guard. And um, if Ford can stay healthy and, and Carmen can, you know, become a starter, I think those guys are really good run blockers. So this would definitely be a good move for improving the run blocking for the offense. Charlie says, my dream is to sign Mitchell Schwartz. Kenny Stills, obviously draft Hamsa nasr That's the safety from Florida State. Draft cornerback J.C. Horn. From South Carolina and draft offensive lineman Jackson Carmen from Clemson. I don't mind this at all. I like the idea of getting some guys in the secondary that can play man coverage in JC Horn. You get your positionless sub package defender in, in Nasserill Dean. You get a really good run blocker in Carmen that I think can solidify the interior offensive line. Mitchell Schwartz is as good as they come at right tackle. And then Kenny Stills does the John Brown stuff for me. So I like it, Charlie. Next one comes from Big Baller Bean Season, who has a dream scenario of re-signing Darrell Williams, signing Dan Arnold at tight end, Kenny Stills at wide receiver, Carl Lawson at defensive end, Nicholas Morrow at linebacker, Shaq Griffin at cornerback, Larry Oganjobi at three-tech, Lawrence Guy at one-tech, and Gabe Jackson at guard. Let me tell you, sign me up for that because there, there's a lot of good football players coming in. No idea if that can work economically, but uh, I think in terms of identifying players that fit and um, you know could really either provide upgrade, upgrades or replacement, I like the plan. Big baller bean season does have a doom scenario for us to consider, and that is overpaying for vets or familiarity, paying only a few top tier guys and not a handful middle-tier production-slash-depth guys. So it seems like you're taking this approach of, I want to cast a wide net here, and I want to give us a bunch of options to come in and fill meaningful roles as opposed to going out and making one or two splashes. All right, I can get behind it. Mike has a dream scenario. It is sign Jamal Williams, the running back from the Green Bay Packers, sign Curtis Samuel, acquire Zach Ertz, tight end Eagles, resign Feliciano and Williams sign Carl Lawson sign von Miller and sign Patrick Peterson my guy that is healthy that is a lot of additions I don't know that the bills have anywhere near the cap space to pull that off but from uh identifying players that could help the team I, I like it I will say Jamal Williams you know the best thing about him is his pass blocking ability he's not really going to add any speed to the equation but you know, I love what he brings uh, as a pass blocker, which is important for this offense. Curtis Samuel, you know, I see this name a lot. I like Curtis Samuel. I think he's a good football player. He can help any offense out there. He's going to command a price tag around 11-12 million dollars a season in my mind. And I don't know that the Bills are in position to give that type of money to a guy that's going to be like probably your fourth option in the offense. So I, I certainly like the idea of, of the roles he can fill. He can give you vertical receiving ability. He can do yards after catch. He can take handoffs. He can do all the motion stuff that you do with Isaiah McKenzie. So, like, I definitely get the the roles he can fill, but, you know, are you going to pay $11, $12 million a year for that type of player? You know, I'm not sure. Um, but, I, I mean, I like all these players. I really do. I don't know if it's realistic, but this is a dream, and you gave us a dream. And in fact, I should have read this. Mike, uh, he put at the end of his tweet, he said, is this all financially possible? Can Bean slash McDermott pull this off? I'm all in for the Super Bowl. Listen, it's going to be tough to make that work, but that would certainly uh, go a long way in achieving that goal of competing for a Super Bowl. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL seasons are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use our promo code locked on. Bet BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We've been telling you about Bilt Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Bilt Bar is that amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Bilt Bar is the best. It is Bilt Bar Madness, and it's time for the Sweet 16. Today's matchup is Churro Puff, which beat Apple Almond Crisp in the play-in round, which surprised me. That was an upset, and it's taking on Cookies and Cream. And, folks, let me tell you, the dream should end there for Churro Puff because Cookies and Cream is one of the elite flavors. So I think that should be the one that wins. It is my vote. If you want to vote, go to BuiltBar.com or on Twitter, at Built underscore Bar, to vote for your choice. Remember, when you purchase Built Bar's, Use our promo code On 20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Let's keep it moving here. The next one comes from Troy. Troy has a dream of Lawson for Addison, so adding Carl Lawson, edge rusher from the Bengals, and moving on from Mario Addison, and his doom is overpaying for another aging non-athletic cornerback too. I like what you're going with there as the doom. I do not want another non-athletic cornerback too either. So uh, sign me up for that. And I'd certainly love to see Carl Lawson brought in. I think he'd upgrade uh, Mario Addison. The Bills would get younger at the position and give us a guy that uh, can really – You know, wreak havoc. He's a guy that just creates a lot of chaos with what he can do. And I think not only can he get pressure, but he can help other guys get pressure. Charles says, my dream is re-signing Daryl Williams, releasing Mario Addison, signing Carl Lawson, and then he also wants to bring in Dan Arnold or Zach Ertz. He wants Emmanuel Sanders as wide receiver too, and Malcolm Butler. All right, so let's deal with that. All right, I love anytime I see re-signing Daryl Williams, I'm in. Again, I like the the switch of Addison for Lawson. I like Dan Arnold as that tight end, too. Emmanuel Sanders is interesting as a wide receiver, too, and Brandon Bean said he was in on Sanders when Sanders was traded from the Broncos to the Saints, but he said Denver wouldn't trade him within the conference, so there's a chance that there could be an opportunity there. And then Malcolm Butler, I think you know that might be like right at the top of my dreams because I think he'd be a wonderful CB2, a veteran that can play some man coverage Opposite of Trey White. So I'll tell you what, as far as the dream scenario goes, I really like what Charles has put together here. Now for the doom, uh, Charles says, Starla Tulele sits out. We give Feliciano big money. We let Daryl Williams walk and don't sign another edge or wide receiver to replace smoke. Charles, I agree with you. I agree with you on all of that. We'll see what the NFL does regarding an opt-out option for players this year. I'm not sure if that's going to be on the table or not, but I I do agree that there should be some caution when it comes to Stars' situation. You know I'm with you on uh, not replacing John Brown. I agree with you fully in that regard. And and if you don't sign another edge, like, I could see that too. I can see the Bills going into the season with Hughes, Addison, Epinesa, Daryl Johnson. That's your group. I could see it. Uh, But I agree that would be kind of disappointing because – Your only chance to get better is hoping, you know, like fingers crossed that Mario Addison uh, bounces back and then AJ Epinesa, you know, reaches his ceiling in year two. So that's that's an aggressive thing to hope for in my mind. Uh, James says the dream would be to find a way to bring back Daryl Williams and Matt Milano and then sign Carl Lawson, Duke Johnson, and a Kenny Stills type. That could be challenging given the salary cap, but I mean... You would really handle some issues there. You'd have your right tackle. You'd have your matchup linebacker. You would have upgraded, you know, your edge rushing situation with Lawson. I love what Duke Johnson would bring at running back. And then I don't have any concerns at receiver if Kenny Stills is brought in. So you're basically going into the draft only concerned about depth and CB2. So I, I, I'm with you. I like that, James. And then uh, for James, he has a doom scenario Which is signing Aaron Jones and Jadavian Clowney to big deals. I'm with you. All the way out on both of those players. No thank you. No thank you. B. Mormon 2020. My guy found uh, a minute here between changing diapers uh, to send in a dream scenario. He says the dream is Hunter Henry under $10.5 million a season. Now, you know that I don't like that. $10.5 million or 10 or 9 or 8 for Hunter Henry, I'm out. The only way that I could get in on this tight end stuff is if you tell me the Bills are going to go 12 personnel like 40% of the time or 30% of the time next year. Cuz otherwise I just don't I don't see it. I don't see it. It's a wide receiver centric offense, it's 10 personnel, it's 11 personnel, the spread has allowed Josh Allen to become, you know, the best version of himself. I don't see it. I've I've been through this. I'm not going to rehash all my ideas, but I just don't see that as a smart investment. The doom scenario for B-Mormon 2020 is Shaq Barrett because that contract is going to be way too pricey. Yeah, I mean, Shaq Barrett's going to get around $20 million a season, I'm sure. So, I mean, the Bills don't even have that in cap space right now. So if you go all in on, on Barrett, you can't sign your draft class and you can't do anything else to help your roster. I love to add the player, but I'm not sure he's a great fit either. I think he's more of a 3-4 guy. Jeff has a doom and a dream scenario for us. The doom is overpaying for veteran skill position players who lack athleticism, especially at CB2. A.J. Bouye, Mark Ingram, and Kyle Rudolph come to mind and then overpaying for another veteran edge defender. All right, I think those are fair things to be concerned about. I definitely don't have much interest in Bouye or Ingram. I'll say this about Kyle Rudolph. If you can get him for like one year, $2 million, to be your tight end too, he's a good blocker and gives you kind of like another guy that you can integrate into the offense. I'm fine with that as a tight end too, but yeah, I'm not giving Kyle Rudolph like six, seven, eight million million a year. Um, I have no interest in Ingram, no interest in Bouye, and then overpaying for another veteran edge defender. Overpay is always bad, but if you tell me that like Melvin Ingram or Ryan Kerrigan Are the edge defenders that's a veteran that's brought in? I can get behind that, but, yeah, of course I don't want to overpay them. The dream for Jeff is a backloaded Joe Tooney contract and then target a right tackle, uh, weak side linebacker, and cornerback early in the draft. So Tooney's obviously a terrific guard, one of the best five in the NFL. He would make the Bills' offense better, and right now guards a need with Feliciano and Bakker uh, on expired contracts. I will say part of your dream scenario that really concerns me is that I don't want to go into the draft with needs at right tackle, linebacker, and corner. I can live with one of those being a need that you have to address, but all three kind of makes me nervous. And so um, I'm hopeful that there's worthy options on the roster before the draft so that the Bills don't have to go into it thinking, oh my gosh, we have to find three starters one at right tackle, one at corner, and one at linebacker. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, or truck. Make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. We got a bunch more to get to. Next one is from Smooth, who has a very simple plan here. The Dream, Melvin Ingram. The Doom, Quan Alexander. I'm with you on Ingram. I'd love to bring him into the building. That guy plays with a lot of juice, and I think he can still get after the quarterback. As far as your Doom and Quan Alexander, I agree that if the Bills go out and give like $10 million a year to Quan Alexander – I'm not in on that, but if he's healthy, he's a really good fit as a coverage and space linebacker. So, you know, if it's a a reasonable deal, I wouldn't hate that so much. Jacob has a doom and a dream for us. His doom player is Hassan Reddick, the edge from the Arizona Cardinals. His dream is Shaq Barrett. And Jacob has the following to say. Reddick to me seems very much of a Jordan Phillips and his only good season comes on a contract year. Barrett was underused in Denver and has proven to be consistent in Tampa. Reddick is definitely going to be overpaid and flop. Okay. I mean, you're not wrong. Nothing you said there is wrong. Um, I will say that I really liked what Hassan Reddick did last year. And he certainly is a player that played everywhere at Temple. Like he played corner, safety, edge linebacker, and he really transitioned from being a true edge defender to playing linebacker for the Cardinals and then came back to the edge. So the fact that he's never really settled into one spot gives me some optimism that he can find some consistency, and obviously his tape was really good last year. But I, I certainly understand the caution there. And if you're going to give him big, big dollars, yeah, that's bad. But if you can get him on a short-term deal where, you know, everyone's still kind of feeling him out and not quite sure exactly what he is, but you get a bargain bin type player, I'd be in on that idea. Patrick says, re-sign Williams and Milano and sign Hunter Henry. So my guy just wants his linebacker back, he wants his right tackle back, and he wants that tight end upgrade. That's the – uh well, here's the thing. It doesn't say doom or dream. So, Patrick, I'm assuming that's a dream, but – um, you know, it could be a doom, but I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna treat it like it's a a dream. Taylor says doom. Do we make all this room just to sign a bunch of minimum contracts at the last minute after all the difference makers are gone? So earlier you had a guy that said my doom is that the Bills only find like two big time pricey players and that's it, and he wants more like you know kind of casting a wide net. You know, Taylor on the other hand says. You know, I want I want to go all in on on a couple of guys. So we'll see. I mean, he didn't make a we the the Bills didn't make a bunch of room. They made a little bit of room. And they have a lot of needs. So they might have to go with casting that wide net. And look, Brandon Bean's done a good job with this. He's found Darrell Williams. He found John Feliciano in free agency. I mean, you think about Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, those guys are on Sean McDermott's resume. But the Bills have been able to find these types of players, and obviously. They're going to have to do it again this year. But, um, you know, look, if you want to go all in on a couple of guys, that's fine. You just got to make sure that you hit those out of the park, which is typically not the case in free agency. Matt says the dream is Carl Lawson in Addison spot. Seems like that's a common one for uh, many of the responders so far. Daryl Williams comes back, and we land K.J. Wright. All right, so, hey, upgraded pass rush, right tackles back, and – you have your Milano replacement in right with a veteran. The Doom is to pay Milano more than eleven million dollars per season. Our biggest signing is Kawan short. No defensive end help. And in a pinch, Josh Norman is back along with another mystery former Panther. I I I'm with you. That's a, that would be a not great uh plan for the doom side of things, but I I see a course. I see a course to that happening. So let's uh Let's keep our fingers crossed that it doesn't. Eric has a doom, and this is funny. He says, the doom is cut John Brown and Quentin Jefferson and keep Mario Addison and Vernon Butler. Oh, wait. So this offseason is not off to a great start for our guy, Eric. But I will say this. We got to see what the whole puzzle looks like, right? Right now, we're just kind of responding and reacting to little pieces of a much bigger landscape, a much bigger puzzle. So I'm going to reserve my judgment until I see the whole thing. You know, if the, if on day one of free agency, the only thing that the Bills do is sign some special teams caliber running back, there's no reason to freak out. There's still a whole lot that can happen. So let's see what this whole thing looks like before we, uh, you know, get too high or too low with the moves that Brandon Bean's going to make. Next one is from Tom. And Tom says, my only dream scenario is Tommy Sweeney back healthy. And there you go. That's Tom obviously in on Tommy Sweeney being the answer at tight end for the Bills. Matt has a doom of overpaying for a veteran RB3, especially for one without speed. Good gracious, overpaying for an RB3 that is slow. That sounds like a disaster, so I'm with you on that being doom. And the dream for Matt is signing Carl Lawson. Tell you what, Carl Lawson's got quite a few fans here in the uh, Bills Mafia. It, not quite to the extent, but has a little bit of a taquio Spikes feel. You know, a guy coming from the Cincinnati Bengals. Bills fans pounding the table all over the place for this guy. You know, we'll see. I, that'll be really popular if that move gets done. It appears. All right, so he, it's I, the only one left is me, Joe Marino, and I'm only giving you my doom. Right. I'm not giving you my my dream. I'm gonna kind of try to outline that for Monday's pod. So my doom is Daryl Williams walks. And I'll and I'll pause right there because Daryl Williams can walk as long as he's replaced. You know, I I want him to be replaced with a player that I like, whether that's free agency or the draft. But I just don't want to see this musical chairs with Cody Ford and not really having a plan at right tackle. My next thing is big money for a tight end. I've been over that time and time again. You guys know that I'm not in on the John U. Smith, Hunter Henry idea. If they do, you better tell me that 12 personnel is coming and it's another layer to the offense. But I don't really see that as a wise use of the Bills' resources. I'd rather see that money go to right tackle, to guard, to pass rush, to linebacker, to corner. Just not tight end. Um Overpaying for Kawan Short. I like Kawan Short on a modest deal, right? Like I'm talking minimum and everything is incentives. So that's the only way I can do Kawan Short. But if they go and and give this dude like two years, 20 million or something, that's going to be terrible. Uh, My other doomsday scenario is old, slow cornerback too. (laughs) A lot of you guys said it. I'm not in on you know bringing in Josh Norman type players to play opposite of Trey White. Give me an athlete, damn it. And then the last thing, and this is probably my biggest doom, is Chris Carson. I don't want anything to do with that guy. Always hurt. He's a running back. It's always bad to pay running backs. No thank you, no thank you, no thank you. And here's the thing. The Bills have a lot of Seattle ties, whether that's Heath Farwell or Dan Morgan. So I always have a little bit of a healthy fear that these players could be on their way over here. I mean, Maurice Alexander came over. Quentin Jefferson came over, so I don't think it's that crazy to have a little bit of fear that Chris Carson you know, could be that next Seattle Seahawk to come over, but I don't think he gives you speed, and stylistically, I just think he's broken, and, and I just would not give him a contract. All right, folks, that's it. Those are the dream and doom scenarios that were sent in. I'm looking forward to mapping out this mock offseason for you. On Monday, I'm gonna try to get it to you on Sunday night because I know that it's gonna have a short lifespan. Given you know things are gonna start happening on Monday, so I'll try to do it on Sunday. But I got a busy weekend coming up. I got some family stuff going on. I have a mock draft that I'm writing that's due and gonna be published on midnight on Sunday. So a, a lot to do this weekend. Uh, and at the top of my list or near the top is this mock off season, but I want to get it recorded as quickly as I can so that you can have, you know, a, a big enough runway to, to listen to the podcast before it's ruined. Right. <laughs> and, and things start happening that, uh, kind of foils my, my big master plan that I hope to see unfold. So have a great weekend. As always, I kindly ask that you share, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And I look forward to catching up with you again on Monday.